All right, another episode of Sit Down with Slim. I got a guest in here, man. Um, former athlete turned rapper turned um teacher. <laughs> teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so many paths, dog. <laughs> Bruh, so um I always want to ask people, and you're the first person that uh that sat in front of me that I got the chance to ask this. How is it going from being an athlete to to getting in whatever you call it, the regular world? <laughs> um, well, when the worst thing is is when you stop becoming an athlete, you kind of got to find a a path that really isn't set out for you in that sense. Because you know, when everybody's in high school and stuff, everybody wants to make the NBA, the NFL, the MLB. That's that's everybody's dreams. And but when when it really becomes reality, like you meet it and you're like, oh yeah. I'm not that good yet <laughs> or yeah. never going to be that good to get there. You got to start realizing this stuff and it takes time. It doesn't just pop out. Like I, I went to school, I stopped playing, I got hurt, stopped playing, didn't know what I was going to do. Started rapping, liked rapping, didn't like how I was going through with rapping, didn't, didn't like what I started rapping about. So I stopped and then that's when I started realizing what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh man, I can still coach and Which I can still teach. Which sport was your passion? Football. Okay. Football is definitely my passion. I I like baseball and basketball, but it wasn't it wasn't uh See, I thought baseball was the one you liked. Uh baseball is just a family sport though. It's <laughs> it's still there. I love baseball. You grow up playing it and stuff, but baseball is just it's just a family thing. And I think that's why because everybody in my family most part love baseball. But I'm not gonna lie to you, I was a much better football player than I was a baseball player. So, you think so? Yes, by a shot, by a long shot. I don't by know. You was, was a pretty good baseball player, though. I know. I just, I just didn't put the time and effort into baseball like I did football. I think I could have been better in baseball than I was football, but it was. I was skipping high school foot baseball practices to tell my coach during the summer I got to go lift weights for football. How many home runs you had your senior year? My senior year, I didn't have that many. I had, I think I had six. But my my junior year, I hit three in a game. Oh, okay. I ended up with nine my junior year. Yeah. But, I, I remember you and Fudd uh, debating on who had the most home runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, he beat me. He had thirteen. So, yeah. but I was on pace to beat him by a long shot. But then, like I said, man, I stopped working, and football season was coming around and stuff. Towards the end, I stopped going to hitting on extra times and just started lifting weights and doing stuff like that. And then, as the season went on, it just that's when I realized. Like, I went, to, I played both in college, but. I didn't take. You went to college for uh, football, though. Yeah, on a football scholarship. Yeah, which college was it? Clark, uh, Clark Atlanta University. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, man. at what point in college did you like? Basically, I don't want to say give up on your passion, but just feel like you know this probably isn't what I want to do with my life right now. Well, anything that you do, you have to. It's like you doing your podcast right now. Mm -hmm. It's you, you, you have to want to do it. You can't. Then nobody can make you do it. And by the time I got like going into my junior season of football, I was. I don't want to say I was tired of it. I just didn't want to put the effort into it anymore. It wasn't it wasn't something that I loved going to do all the time anymore. And it wasn't something that like I woke up in the morning it's like I want to go. I want to go play football today. It wasn't it wasn't that anymore and and then once I once I got to that point and I started realizing like I wasn't taking weight training seriously. I wasn't doing all of this stuff. I felt like I was just wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part where people mess up a lot is that like when they when they it's like 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 rappers man it's 
rapping is a passion in sense. It's rapping is just like any other thing you do, any other job you do, any other thing that you want to do for the rest of your life. You, you, if if you don't, if if you're going in, if you're going into something just because they're doing it, or you're going into something because of the the money aspect of it, you're going to lose interest into it. And that's what happened with me and rapping and the same thing. I lost interest in it. I stopped, I stopped wanting to, I used to wake up every day and just write. But when I started looking at why I was writing, to be honest with you, it stopped when I got, when I started dating my wife, because really when I was rapping and stuff, the only reason I was rapping, I was like, I want to go chill with the girls and make all this money and do all this stuff. And then when I <laughs> yeah, got my girlfriend and stuff, yeah, it was a lifestyle thing. It wasn't like just, just rapping and stuff. So, and that's the same thing that happened with football. I wasn't, I wasn't into it anymore. It wasn't something that like, it wasn't, it stopped being a passion of mine for some odd reason. I don't know why. Could mm -hmm. be I was in college and all the, all the different things and all the distractions and stuff got me, but I wasn't putting everything into it. And I felt like I was just wasting my time being, being, doing, getting stuff. So um, originally what made you want to start rapping? To be honest with you, man, I wrote poetry first. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what it was. I think it was Marco, actually. Marco was like, why don't you try this? And then I tried it. And to be honest with you, when I first started rapping, I sounded like some bubblegum pop person. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it was horrible. I, I forgot wish... you used to rap, though. though. Yeah, it, it was It was bad, man. It was bad. And then um, I don't know, man. I just I started... Like in between classes when I was at Augusta State, I just go and instead of going somewhere, I would go like to a, one of those quiet rooms they have and mm -hmm. just start listening to music and writing, listening to music and writing and doing all of that stuff, man. And then I, I don't know what happened. I I I wrote one song. I think it was a song. It's a I'm on song. It was the beat used by Trade the Truth. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that one. And then like my my homeboy Tad showed his brother Alex. Oh, you know Tad, right? Mm -hmm. And Alex was like, "Hey, come up here. I want to show Shawty Lowe this song." And then Shawty Lowe heard it when I was up there with Alex, and he was talking and this, this, and this. My dad was like, "Nah, we ain't gonna mess with him." <laughs> <laughs> Why he say that? My daddy went up there with me because my yeah. daddy was like, "They're gonna try to get you to do something, sign something that you don't like." And then Shawty Lowe was just sitting there talking to my dad and stuff. And all of that, and my dad was just like, "Nah, nah, that ain't it. We ain't doing that." One. Yeah, let's that's not a direction, back. Dad. Yeah, let's just let's just go. let's just go back. And then, and then I even my dad's. Uh, I got kind of lucky because my dad's cousin is was P Diddy's one of his top chefs, mm -hmm. and so I ended up getting a call from Bad Boys from it too. And then I didn't. To be honest with you, that was like it was kind of right timing and stuff. Because by that time, I started like removing myself away from it. Like I wasn't writing as much and I wasn't as passionate about it. And the guy was like, drop a mixtape so that I can hear it and stuff. And I was like, all right. But I just, it wasn't something that I wanted to do anymore. Yeah, you lost the passion for yeah, it. Yeah, because I had started teaching. I had started coaching. I had just graduated high school. I was doing all these different things. And, and I had to make a decision. There was no way I could rap about what I was, although I wasn't rapping about, you know, selling drugs, doing stuff like that. I was still cussing and doing stuff like that. And there's no way I could do that. It wasn't. And the then go into a wanted. class. Yeah. yeah. And then go into a classroom and teach kids. It so, just it didn't it didn't it didn't do the right it didn't go the right way. So when did you decide that you wanted to be a teacher though? Um Were you still rapping when you when you made that decision? I had already stopped rapping by the time by the time I graduated high school and I started teaching, I had already taken my videos off of YouTube 
okay. everything. But it was probably when I started coaching and stuff. And then I'm a history fanatic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love, I read history books all day. I tons and tons every day. That's all I mostly do right now, to be honest with you. But when I realized I could coach and teach this, I was like, oh, that's that's exactly what I want to do. And then it just just went from there, man. And I've been doing it for the past. It's my fifth year teach, teaching coming up now. I like it, man. It's it's crazy. You coach for the team for uh, the uh, school team, football. Uh, well. Orlando doesn't have any middle school football or baseball teams. They just have basketball, but I coach basketball. So why don't they have uh football? Because they got so much AAU down there, man. You know that's oh, where yeah, it kind of yeah, popped yeah. up at. I forgot. And they that. got all of that stuff, man. And it's it's crazy. It's they they kids play year round football, basketball, baseball. I guess they got basketball because basketball is probably the least expensive yeah. sport out of all of them to do. So they don't have to pay that much money for it. The county doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, but. Yeah, yeah. I um, it's kind it's kind of weird, like knowing people when we was young, and then now they become teachers. Cause you know yeah. how we used to view teachers as like the authority figures. <laughs> uh, you if you'd have told me when I was in twelfth grade, hey, you're gonna be a teacher. What? I mean, I can't believe it either. Like uh-huh. then, a lot of your family members are teachers also, and I just yeah. be looking at them. I'd be like, dang, but yeah, but but Adrian, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dog, I can't, I can't believe like. Seeing y'all when I was young, and now y'all are, are teachers. This is weird as hell. It's to crazy, me. man. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I never thought it would have happened. Yeah, never. But it's kind of like watching, uh, watching uh, Jay Z become Sean Carter before our eyes. Yeah, and yeah. now he's the first, the first rap billionaire. billionaire. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. You don't, you never know. That's why I tell anybody, man. You never know what what in the world you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. It never pops out at you until it actually happens. So what really made you want to become a teacher though? Um, to be honest with you, man, it's it's just, you know, you you see so many kids, like a lot of people think they got it bad, man. Until you become a teacher, you you don't notice how good like the people people have it. Like I've been I've taught I've I've taught, which is crazy. I've taught in Augusta. I mean, mm-hmm. I taught in Evans, I've taught in Atlanta. I've taught in two schools in the near the Jacksonville area, and now I'm teaching at a school in Orlando. And man, it's it's just it's you get a chance to like actually gravitate towards these kids and understand their problems. Man, there's kids out here, kids out here who parents don't want them. Mm-hmm. There's kids out here who who you you being a male teacher, especially a black male teacher, you're the first man in their lives that ever told them, "Hey, you can't do that. That's not no. That's that's no." And they they like get shocked and they're in awe about it. And it actually changes their lives a little bit because everybody in their family probably is either A, selling drugs, B, in jail, or D, somewhere on drugs. And so when they see somebody who they can gravitate to and things like that, it's like, oh, I I can do that just like he's doing it. Mm -hmm. Or I can do that just like he's doing it. And it gives them a different, it gives them a, it gives them a comfortability. How could I say it? A lot of things that happen I learned this from like reading all these different books from all these uh, historians, psychologists, man. But our our brains wire us to do whatever's comfortable. That's why that's why I like when somebody asks you, "You want to go skydiving?" Like, no, what? It's because it's not a comfortable thing that you have done. You've grown up and you become comfortable in your surroundings and in your areas. And until you expand that that area, you're going to continuously be comfortable. Yeah, I said that yesterday. I said um, 
life experiences make you more open-minded yeah. because most people, most humans are very self-centered. They only know what they see yes. all the time. I can, I can give you this right here. The, the majority, I read this statistic the other day that, that I forgot which, uh, which site did it, but mm -hmm. the majority of the people, whether they're, whether they're racist or they're prejudiced, majority of the people that are in that thing lack either lack the ability to travel or never travel. So they never expand their mind and expand it. Like, only thing they know of a person is the people that they see in their area. So then they relate that person to every other person in the world. So then you become you become racist by community, not racist by knowledge and racist by your own mind. You become racist by your community or prejudiced by your community. So if you if you're in a community where where the majority of the where the majority of African Americans are troublesome, not only as an African American, you're just gonna be more prejudiced to to like cops and stuff mm -hmm. because the majority of your family is getting locked up by cops and being treated wrong by cops. But then on the flip side, the, the, the other, the other races, whether it's white or whatever, are going to be more, how can I say it? They're going to be more prone to be racist against black people, whether they're scared of being in the same room with a black person or they have a stereotypical Basically. view of a black person based off of their, own community and that's just in one community so then when that black person grows up and moves somewhere else he still has that state of mind of uh f the police f this f that and then when that white kid that's grown up in his family's house who's lived in that community whose community is more has a racist view and he goes to a college in atlanta or goes to a college up north he still has that view and then sometimes when those people come back they have a different mentality than the people mm -hmm. that live in their area because they had to stay in a different area for four years. They had to go to college with this person or they had to be in a room with this person and they realize, oh, these people aren't like that. Basically a product of their environment. Yes. All and, in all. Yes, and that's the same thing that happens in this school. Most of these kids that are doing bad in school or doing that is not, I mean, I, I'm not the. I teach, and I'm not the person that says. I, I I hate when people say kids aren't bad. No, kids are bad. <laughs> they might be bad based off because I was a bad kid. My dad's a great person. My family's great, but I was a bad kid because I talked too much, not in a disrespectful manner. But a lot of these kids that are labeled and are seen as teachers, all oh, they can't teach, and teachers tell you, "Hey, watch out for this kid coming in next year." And then they get in my class, and I don't have a problem with them. Yeah. And it's because the first thing it's a I do, thing. yeah, you, you get to know these kids and you realize the first thing I do every single year, the first thing I do in my class, I don't teach for the first three days, anything. I bring each kid up. I have a sheet of paper and I say, name all the people who live in your house. Name your favorite thing to do. Name your worst fear. Name your greatest accomplishment. What do you want to do when you grow up? You know, uh, what's the saddest thing that's happened to you in your life? What problems do you have in your life right now? And they all fill those papers out. I get those papers and I bring each kid up one by one. And we talk about every single thing on that list. And then we go over how to overcome every single thing on that list. And then you you let them know. And then when they start acting up, you bring out that list again. You say, look, this is what you want to accomplish. But this is what you're acting like. This is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then you got to be real with them. All these people here think you're stupid. Yeah. And I tell my kids just like that. These people think you're stupid and you're playing right into that role. And it's they're just a product of their environment. They don't have, they probably don't have people that went to college. They don't have people that are either teachers or even 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 just regular, just have a regular nine to five job where they're going and working every day and they're going, 
sometimes their parents might be working two jobs trying and they're coming home by themselves. Nobody tell them to do their homework. Nobody tell them to do this. They go out and you just got to, that's what kind of made me want to be a teacher because I saw that in coaching. And then I was like, if I become a teacher, not only can I coach, but I can also be with these kids in the classroom at the same time. It's funny you brought up uh, the racism example. Um, I just put a video out on YouTube uh, a couple of days ago and it came from a podcast I did with Big King. And the topic was, what is racism and can black people be racist or whatever? And I posted I posted a, a post online first before I did it. Yeah. And it was crazy, all the responses I was getting. I'm going to be honest. My view personally is no, a black person can't be racist. But I noticed that everyone that said black people can be racist, um, they were going by the textbook definition and basically going off of their life experiences. Normally, when I have conversations, I'm thinking of things open-mindedly. I'm not just mm-hmm. thinking of it through my life experiences. Yeah. Uh, see, and and that's a hard topic for me because I I do like my research isn't more on the the. But the, you're in the history, the racist, so I know you understand the, the racism in America. Topic, yeah, and and basically, my anybody because I've been asked that question multiple times, and and I like I always tell people I was like the problem with it right now is that. Is that why? Why? Because because I, I I believe that racism still exists. Mm-hmm. I, I I truly do. I've been pulled over multiple times, and I got pulled over in Augusta, and got put in the back of the car so they could check my car. But what what I the, the problem with racism is is that it happens to people, but people who it hasn't happened to lets that affect them in a sense. And so I always always flip the subject of racism. And I always state, like I always try to bring the person in the sense of how has it affected you in a sense? Mm-hmm. Like, because I've I've been I've been racial. I'm not saying that racism doesn't hinder black, black people, uh Asian people, uh Hispanics. I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't hinder them because it does. But at the end of the day, what can you do about it right now? That's true. There's there's that 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 person that's racist against you. And, and and what kills me and and I'm I'm my wife my wife is half Hispanic half half white mm-hmm. and so may, maybe that gives me a different point of view on it but I've also been part of a family that's that's how could I say been around been around the other race a lot and so I've I've gotten to know people that truly truly white people that truly truly love every race it doesn't matter and so what what kills me is that when when I see videos of people and they're just like, I don't understand how you could just, you know, love white people or love. No, man, it's so the, the problem that we have is that we let racism affect our love for another. Like, all right, so they're racist. So you're just going to do what some people do to us and stereotype that entire race based off of this one person, this one experience that you had. And so what I try to do, because I, like I said, I've been racially profiled and things like that, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to let that affect me from doing anything that I do. And I feel like some some people let racism become, oh, oh, you know, I can't make it in the world because I'm black. No, that's not true. That's not yeah. true at all. I mean, it, to be honest with you, there's not another there's not another nation in the world that you have a better chance of being becoming a millionaire. There's more black millionaires right now than it was 10 years ago. And so I just feel like we we can't, although we have to recognize it, you have to recognize it, but you can't let it hinder you from doing what you want to do. That's you, actually something else I've seen recently. I've seen um, 
uh, uh, someone was talking about it on social media, basically about so when did it become not cool to be patriotic and um, you know just why aren't people happy with being an um, American? And people was like, well, America doesn't have a culture. All it is is baseball and eating hot dogs. <laughs> well, and I, I and I, I disagree think, with that statement. I, I disagree too because because um, America America doesn't have a distinct culture because we've only been here for not even 400 years. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we don't have that staple culture that the UK has or Germany has or Italy and all that stuff. Cause we don't, we haven't, America hasn't been a nation as long as they have been a nation. So their culture is based off of thousands and thousands of years mm -hmm. of regaining that, like building that culture. Our culture is different. We're the, we're one of the first nations to have multiple cultures. Like our culture is not just one distinct culture. You can't, you can't go to the north and find a culture and then come to the south and expect to see that same culture. I think culture is a lot deeper than just, than just food and sports, though, that, that people speak of. I think it's more so like, you know, in America, it's one of the only places that, that you're going to find literally the land of the free. Yeah. And, <laughs> free and religion. You can do whatever you want to. You're not... Um, you are stereotyped for what you do. Mm -hmm. I think that. I, I think I try my hardest. Like like I told my wife the other day, I was like, my my main goal for this, because, you know, my wife's, I'm about to have, I'm about to be a dad in like four months. Yeah, congratulations so, too. I forgot you. to tell you, bro. Thank you. And and I think my my main focus is that I don't want to judge. I, I, I try my hardest not to judge anybody. It's tough. It's a tough thing to do when somebody does something that's, you can say morally against your own morals. Mm -hmm. It's it's tough not to like. Why are they doing that? That's that's it's tough to do that. But the smart and what's happening with me becoming a history teacher and me having to read more and more is that you have to understand there's there's a reason for everything that somebody does. I'm not talking about bad things. I'm just talking about the way they react and the way they yeah. do things. And and it's not your it's not your job to judge them on that. It's it's your job to understand it. Now, it's different if if it goes against your morals and it's totally wrong, like somebody killing somebody. There's no that that's wrong. That's a that's a wrong thing to do. But if if this person does something differently than what you do, you 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 can't like like you you have you you have people across the nation and stuff that's opened my eyes at things that they do religiously. And the reason why it opens my eyes, I'm a, I'm a Christian. And I, I believe in God wholeheartedly. More, you know, that that's I read the Bible. I started reading the Bible every day about a month and a half ago. And I started praying every night, doing all those different things. But not saying that I, I'm 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 like a a Muslim or not saying that I'm a, you know, anything of that, you know, Buddhist or anything like that, but I do like researching and understanding what their thing is about. And I think that's what you get all these these uh, Islamophobics and all of these different things because they don't understand anything. They just go off. You can't read. I can't stand seeing people on Facebook and they just share something that they just saw the first part of. The 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 yeah. the, the these fake the blog sites. Yeah, and the, stuff. the article yeah. doesn't have any type of reputation. It doesn't have any type of references. It's just opinionated no things. Substance in it at all. Nothing. It's just a blog site. Yeah, and they just they just <laughs> share it, and then it gets shared. Next thing you know, it got. Four four hundred thousand shares about this one thing, Bro, and you're like, that's not even true. So, on the topic of religion, um, I seen I seen Kurt Franklin. Uh, I think he just put an album out, and he was making his runs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 
he basically was speaking on why he feels like uh, our generation is shying away from church or whatever. And he basically said that he feels like right now there is a problem in in uh, Christian churches where people are being very judgmental. What you think about that? I think it's always been that way. I, I, always. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I think. I think the the church is filled with people. Mm-hmm. People are always judgmental. That's like that's like saying that's like saying uh, politics have gotten worse in the last twenty years. No, it's been the same. It's just it's not as been. You got to understand our culture is a culture of our time right now is a time of speed response and speed knowledge. You can get knowledge. You can hear what somebody says that quick. And so knowledge and stuff gets passed around fast. It's everything that's happening right now has always happened. It's just we didn't have the information, the technology to get it to a wide range of people. I agree. So when people are getting judged, judged in church. And people start saying, oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. You're not doing this. And they're doing the same thing. That's always happened. It's in the Bible about people judging other people. If it, if it, if it didn't happen back then, then why would they put it in the Bible? And I feel like I, I, don't, I don't think it has nothing to do with just judgmental because that's already been there. I just think it's a process of fast communication. Like people are in the beginning, you were like people were scared to say, oh, I don't I don't I don't believe in Christ. I don't. I, I don't I don't believe in this or I'm this. And now you have a, a platform where you can see, oh, I'm not the only one that believes in this. So it's mm-hmm. easier to it's easier to to uh, grapple on to something else when somebody else does it. Now I'm not saying they're wrong for that. They have their own views. I, I you know, I, I've, I can say I've never been judged in my church, but that's just an opinionated thing. And you can't take my opinion as my opinion. Like you said, we live in a free world. I have my opinion, but other people have. And so, yes, it does shy you away. That's just like if if you were playing basketball, you started playing basketball, and you were probably the worst basketball player on the team. But this person over here was just a little bit better than you, not that much better than you. And they, every time you come in there, they're like, you trash, dog. You trash. <laughs> and you, you're yeah. actually bad, but you're trying to work on becoming a better basketball player. But every time you come in there, these players are, you trash, dog. You trash. No, nah, man, you trash. You For get, most you, people, it brings them down. Yeah, you, you're going you, you gonna to stop playing. Yeah. You're going to stop or you're going to stop going to that time and you're going to go go play something like baseball or you're going to go play something like football and say, let me try football out. Mm-hmm. And then you go to football and these people in football are just like, yeah, man, I tried to play basketball too. They did the same thing, man. Yeah, I tried to play that too. They did the same thing. And then you get in there and then these people just happen to treat you a little differently because you just happen to run into the right group of people. Just like everybody's church is not the same. You might get judged at this church, but then this church is different because everybody's a, everybody's a person. Nobody's perfect. So you're going to see all of those things no matter what. But to me, I don't think if you believe in God, if you believe in that, I don't care who criticized me for what I do. I'll admit I sin, I sin a whole bunch. But it's not going to deter... Somebody telling me, oh, you're a sinner is not going to deter me from being a Christian. Yeah. It's not going to deter me from being who I am. Now, one thing I can't do in school is I then and that's the hardest thing I have doing is that when I'm in school, I have to be I can't be pro anything. I have to teach all because we we do when I teach world geography, we do go into the different religions. And that's how I learned a lot about Muslim, Buddhist, and things like that. But we have to teach it all with a grain of salt, even Christianity. Because I can't show any bias towards any religion because it would be as if I'm trying to push that religion on that kid. And especially I think that's the old. biggest problem I had growing up is that most of my teachers, that's how they were. That you could tell they was really like they most of them was like really liberal. 
<laughs> and like uh-huh. they speak, they spoke on Christianity like all of you must be Christians. Yeah, and and, and that's I, probably and, what shot me away from religion yeah. growing up. And 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 I and I think I, I think that's the because from and I might be wrong. It might be somebody come on on here and correct me. But mm-hmm. in the Bible, it, you, it doesn't it doesn't tell you to force anybody by force to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to become a Christian, you're going to become a Christian by yourself. Like you, you have to see that you have to see that within your own self. You, 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 you can't, I can't force you to be a Christian. You have to see that enlightenment on your own. You have to see that enlightenment by yourself because me forcing you to be a Christian is just like your dad or your mom forcing you to play. My dad, when I was young, my dad made me go to baseball every day. When I got into 12th, 12th grade, like when I got into fifth grade, I told him, you can, I told my dad, I said, I hate baseball. For real? Yes. Cause I was being forced to go to all my sister's softball games. I was being forced to go to all the Sandlot games. I was playing fall baseball, summer baseball, spring baseball. And I told I was like, Dad, I hate baseball. Did and you took, really hate it or you just felt like it was just, being forced on? I, I just I was I was over it. And and to be honest with you, if I didn't get cut in sixth grade baseball, I probably would have never played baseball again. I got cut in sixth grade baseball and I was like. And then I went and told my dad, I was like, I want to work in baseball now. And then he was got back at it. But that's the same thing with Chris. If I tell you, if I if you're if if you're right now, if you're like twenty some years old, I'm telling you, you gotta go to church. Mm-hmm. You you're going to church, or you're living in my house, you're going to church. I'm just forcing you. That's not gonna help you do anything. You're not you, you're not gonna go to church with an open mind if somebody somebody tells you to go to church. And that's but, how most of my friends were growing up. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so my, my mom and my dad. Now, when I was young, they made me go to church because when you're young, you, you're not your own person. It's it's my parents' job to bring me to church for me to hear the word every day. But once you're that 18, 19. It's not anymore. You can't make mm-hmm. because you forcing me to go. It's just gonna make me resist it more, and that's that's one thing that I think is because kids are super rebellious. Yes, they're rebellious. So you got to let them know. You just say, like like if if I invite somebody to church, I go, hey, you want to go to church? No, man. All right, man. I'm just I'm just asking, and I I I'll keep asking them. <laughs> and then one yeah. time, well, they they might go to. I've had a couple of friends that I brought to church. And then they they got to church and they went they started crying in church and everything and went to the altar, got baptized. Although they didn't join, like or they went to my altar, but then they went to their church, went back, got baptized. They're in the church and all of that stuff. And it was just for me inviting them to church. But that's not everybody. And yeah. like I said, everybody's different. And that's what I think this world is dealing with is that people are different. Like I always hear Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. I think it's stupid. It is. Why do we even run on this party system? Is well, why, stupid why do we even run hell. on a platform? Like, so you're t- like right now, if I if 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 I think a Republican president is the best president, but I think this Democratic governor is the best governor, I can't vote for both of those. Because once you sign up Republican, everything on your list becomes Republican to vote for. At least that's how it is in Florida. Yeah. So you telling me that just because I like the Republican president, I have to like the Republican governor too? And that's where all this stuff, and it, it all comes back to different views, different people. People are so different. So what do you people think we think should do? Different. You think we should eliminate the whole party system? That's impossible to do now. Because no matter, if, if we eliminate, if we say it's illegal to be a party system right now, there'll still be an inch, like an, an, a pinch of party system. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's started now. We can't do it. It's, it's not the parties anymore. It's the people. People are party biased. Yeah. And, and until you get, un- it's like it's like parties are like a, an NFL team. It's like you, <laughs> they're if they're bad, I'm gonna go for them. If they're good, I'm gonna go for them. 
Nah, they really are like an NFL yeah, team because they're red and blue. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 that's and and it's it's that, like they have their own the mascots problem. and everything. Yeah, that's the problem. That is the problem. The problem has always been that people are biased. People are very very different in ways, but we don't like accepting that. We don't like accepting the differences in people. Mm-hmm. That's why you see people can't can can adapt to different situations. They can't do different things. It's because we we don't believe we believe every we believe we're right, they're wrong, and they should be like us. So, dog, that's my whole thing when it comes to religion because I'm not religious at all. I've mm-hmm. I've, I've never been, and whenever I have conversations with people about religion, they don't they don't understand my viewpoint because I don't even know why. Like maybe they're they're approaching it closed minded because I'm like I'm not saying religion is bad. I actually like the ideal of religion. I love it. I think it's amazing for people. It's just not for me. So when they hear me speak on it, they're like, "Oh no, nah, you're evil. You don't you don't you don't uh believe in religion." It's like, "No, I'm thinking of it open-mindedly." <laughs> Listen, I I I know plenty of people who 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 are atheists. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't and I know people are always like, "Oh, you you have to be with like-minded people and stuff." I think that's I don't think so. But but I know people who are who are atheists their whole life and had a kid and then they they realize they see their kid and then they're like, well, let me try this church thing, let me try this, and they go and now they're full fledged Christians. And I I don't I like like I said before, you can't force anybody to do something. And like you said, you have to go open minded with everything that yeah. you do, every single thing that you do, you have to be open minded because if you're not open minded and you're closed minded, you won't attract anybody. You won't do it. That's just like. Like me, I my me and my wife, we're two totally different. You can ask my family, we're two totally different people. If you look at her friends and you look at my friends, my friends and her friends act totally different. I want to talk to you but, about that too. But I just but, had an interesting conversation this morning and I was like, you know what? Uh the, the person I'm doing a podcast with this morning is actually married, so I'm gonna ask him. So, bro, this is my question. First off, how long y'all been married? We got married October. Okay. When did you know she was the one though? That's not the question I have to ask you, but I don't. I don't think you ever know. I I, know. I, I don't think. I don't think any. I don't think I, I, there was ever a point. I think it's something because it's say it's like this. If 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 you give your if you if you're dating somebody, and you give her roses and you give her candy, and then that's it, and you say, "Oh, she doesn't love me." I gave her roses and candy. That doesn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So for 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 me i think finding somebody that's the one is a it's it's multiple things you have to cuz you could say oh she's the one but you haven't gone through situations that make you really realize like oh my gosh i i, I got right? i got or i got to get out of this relationship I, I can't do this and then you say that to yourself and then you calm down and you think and then you and her y'all have your hard times and then finally y'all get back together and y'all talk about it and then you realize oh we can go through these situations too so I don't think I don't think I don't think you ever know the exact date when somebody's the one. I just think it just gradually becomes that. So my question is, is your wife your best friend? Yes. And um when did you know she was your best friend? Like like when did it come that way? When your a best friend is somebody you can no matter what you do, they always are, they, they might say it in a different way, mm-hmm. but no matter what they do, you can see what they're trying to do is to better you in the sense. Now, that doesn't mean your best friend doesn't make mistakes and your best friend doesn't do things that you're like, no, and things like that. And you can even look back on things and go, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. But it's more of, I can tell her anything 
and I won't be judged. You know, she she it might be a you know if 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 somebody came to you and told you, hey, Ronnie, I've been doing meth for the past month. You didn't know about it. You, you're not gonna just be like, oh, okay, that's good, man. Don't worry about that. We gonna <laughs> no, you, you you gonna be like you yeah. gonna go you can go, man. What the what? You, you're gonna be shocked. Uh huh. So, but at the end. It's not about you being shocked. You don't stray away from that. You're gonna be like, look, we gotta find a way to deal with this. We gotta find a way. and that's that's what happens. We we console in each other. We we don't look and that that's what we we don't look to win. I think that's the most important thing. You don't look to win in situations that are see, important. bro. I asked the question because my friend, he uh <laughs> he called me this morning. He basically told me that uh him and his girlfriend got into this discussion and she told him that she thinks it's weird that he would much rather talk to someone like me instead of talk to her. And she was like, I'm supposed to be your best friend, not him. Then he was like, well, you know, uh, me and Slim have common interests. Me and you, we just don't. And then I guess that was her first time realizing that like when she talks to him about things sometimes, he doesn't really listen because he's not interested. And she said that's weird that that you would have a guy be your best friend and not a, and not your girl. I, I think how long have they been dating? Mm, maybe eight years, seven, eight years. I mean, I'm I'm not. I think all relationships are different. Yeah. I truly do. But I'm I'm more of the point. If you can't, if you can't like, if there's things that you can't discuss with your wife, then I I don't. That's that's a tough thing. That's that's like I, I don't see how that can make it. Mm -hmm. Like or or if. If I don't think you and your wife have to be best friends, like like to be honest with you, if I lived in Atlanta and Marco lived in Atlanta with me and Jazz is in Atlanta with her friends, I think there's multiple conversations that Jazz. I think what made us become closer is that we were, excuse me, we were living in areas that we were far away from family and far away from friends. Mm -hmm. So it made us have to be with each other more, and I think that's what made it more in depth. I don't think everything that I did, I would just tell Marco. I think jazz is my first go-to, but there are some situations that I call Marco about because Marco, me and Marco have that 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 decision that I have to make seems like more of a decision that I would want Marco to tell me. Yeah, but I, it's not like I wouldn't ask her either. I would still ask her, but like in the sense, I would go to her with that problem, but I would also go to Marco with that problem too and ask him at the same time. Now, what we do do is. Any problems that me and her have, it never leaves. Like we, I don't call other people about problems. That oh yeah, that's perfect. Have. Like that's if perfect. if we got into an argument and I think she's wrong and she thinks I'm wrong, we might get into an argument, leave, and not talk to each other for like five minutes, ten minutes, just to calm down. And then next thing you know, one of us is gonna go, "Hey, look, let's talk about this." And then we both sit down and have a a conversation, an open-minded conversation trying to understand the other person. I think that's important too. Yeah, and then the biggest thing about that situation is like if you if if you and your wife are having a problem and you tell your friend about it, your friend will probably never like forgive forgive her for that and and you've already moved forward. Yes. Now, one one thing I do have is that Marco and Jazz were best friends before me and Jazz started dating. Like they were super close. Uh-huh. So there's no judgment in me telling Marco anything. I don't really tell him anything about us because, like I said, we handle our problems on our own. Yeah. But but sometimes, like me and him will be talking, and I'll be like, "Yeah, Jazz does that too." And there's no bot, there's no thing because you know you don't you really don't judge your best friend in the sense you might go like, "Oh, I can't believe they did that," but it's not a judgment that hangs on. So I think I think in the situation of my friend, I think 
what the problem is for them is how they both view love. And I told him that this morning. I was like, I think it's for a lot of females, I'm not going to say all, but for a lot of women, they view love as like real stereotypical, like Disney Channel, like Princess Jasmine and Aladdin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how they view love. And someone like him and me also, we view love totally different. Like love isn't something that's just in the heart for us. Love is one of those things that like is in the mind also. Like I can love someone, but that doesn't mean that's the person for me. Yeah. And they don't understand that. They think like, no, love is love is one of those things that's just blind and it can make you stupid and you have to be willing to fight for that love. If love makes me stupid, I'm giving up. <laughs> like I'm not going to end up in jail over love or dead over love. No, and and that and that makes sense. I I think I I think I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. I think I think you have to be no no matter who you're talking to, no matter who you're dating, I think you have to be smart about it. You know, if this person continually, continuously, continuously, continuously doing you wrong, I don't think no matter how much love you have for that person, I don't I don't think that's something you should stay a part of. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that if you love someone, you have to understand that that person is going to make mistakes. And you ha- you either A, going to be able to accept that mistake, or B, you're going to be able to let go of the mistake. That's the difference between somebody that cheats on somebody and that person is able to stay with that person and that person is not able to stay at all with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the difference. And I, 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 I think it's all based on the person. So what would be your personal definition of love? Hmm. Uh, mine would... That's, that's a hard a, that, question. Yeah, that's man. a hard one, isn't it? That's a hard because you like you you have you have so many different types. You have family love, you have wife love, you have kids love. Uh-huh. Kids love. It doesn't matter what you do. You're gonna love your kids unconditionally. Yeah. All right. Your kids could do something crazy. Your kids could go rob a bank and do something stupid and you, whatever, and go to jail for 13, 14 years, and you're still gonna love your kids. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it. There's different types of love in the sense your family's always gonna be loved, depending on what type of family you grow up in. Your family's most likely going to be that love that never leaves, no matter what. That love that's always there, no matter how many how many days you go without talking to somebody in your family. You see them in Kroger or see them at a cookout, it's like y'all never stopped. Like y'all yeah. didn't miss a beat. And then you have the love for your wife, who is who is that person that just you you have to see, you you want to see, and like you you can't you can't like if I go if I go somewhere for like seven days or six days. I start feeling like homesick in a in a little bit because I haven't seen my wife in a minute, and I don't think everybody feels that way. But I think that's a good feeling for me. I mean, I I I, sh- I don't think you should be able to go somewhere 15, 20, 10 days and not have that sense of missing the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with. And that's that's how I feel about it. Like I I can go about five six days, but then I will start being like. Dang, I gotta get home and see see my wife. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of felt like that when I just was in Mexico. I just wanted to get home to see my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's like that, man. Not saying I'm materialistic because I'm not. It's just I get homesick quick. Well, it's just it's a place. It's a it's the place that you're most comfortable. Yeah, and, a comfortable environment. Yeah, and that's and see that's 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 something that I've read a lot on too, is that. They, I read this. I read this. Uh, I wish I knew what the book was named. I read it about a year ago, but it it said that comfortability is the death of every human. Mm. I and, like that. And and the reason it is is because it's because uh, everything that you do 
is meant to be comfortable. Your your brain, your body, everything that you you do, your your body wants you to be comfortable with something. Everything. And so it doesn't allow like right now, how many people did you tell about you wanting to be do a podcast before you did it? Not many. Honestly. Not many. Not many. Now, why didn't you tell them that? Oh, I'm one of them type people that like I'm a doer. I'm not a I'm not a talker. So yeah, I don't like to tell people things that that I have going on or things that I'm thinking because most people are just like, oh, there you go with these wild ass there pipe you dreams go. again. Yeah, and so it and and so that is and that's why a lot of people don't 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 do their dreams because dreams are it's it's an uncomfortable thing. It's very uncomfortable to do something that's 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 not the norm. Mm-hmm. Like who who do you? I don't I don't I. There's many people out there. I don't know anybody that's trying to do a podcast, really. Yeah. Everybody that's, you know, doing stuff every day. And so it's it's tough. It's tough to go try to do something that nobody in your nobody's doing. Nobody's gonna trust it. And you become comfortable. And you become very comfortable without doing it. Mm-hmm. Because if you do it, you got a chance of failing. And if you fail, then everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, Rodney thought he was gonna be a big time podcast person, yeah. now, and now now he at the house. He don't even his his uh, mics got rust on him and everything because he didn't use them <laughs> in so long." And so, and so that's that's the same thing with everything, man. And what what happens is, and why he said in the book, why comfortability is the death of all humans, is because even right now you get started with your podcast. You you get comfortable at a certain state. So right now, like right now, I know you're not comfortable doing your podcast right here. You want your podcast to grow. You want more viewers and stuff like that. And in the thing, he said, how much how much money? And he he said, write down on a sheet of paper. Start writing down the percentages of money you put on everything that you do. Like how much money do you put in going out? How much money do you put in eating out? How much money do you put in in like doing something that, you know, miss you know, things that really don't matter and stuff? And he said, that's when you really start to realize, is this something that I really want? Cause if if you've only put in five percent of your money, and then he said, make another list and figure out how much percent of your time you're putting in this. He's like, if you're only putting five percent of your money and ten percent of your time in this, then this isn't something that you really want to do. That's, That's true. Something. I battle with that with um I have a, a cleaning business also and mm-hmm. I have been talking to people lately but of course I'm like one of the only entrepreneurs that that I know so it's kind of hard for me to talk to people that's not a, a entrepreneur cuz they don't really yeah. get it but like I've been I've been telling them like you know uh I like this cleaning business um I've made a couple of dollars off of it I got some more things in the works but I'm not passionate about it at all yeah, like I don't not. feel good waking up going to do it but when I wake up and I and I do this podcast and I do my photography I feel amazing and that's and that's how you're supposed to feel that's exactly now I'm not gonna lie I teach I love teaching mm-hmm. but there's days I get up where I don't I, I'm like uh, but I I never have a day that I say I hate going yeah, I can't stand it. I, I never have a day. Now, it's teaching something that I want to do. Yes, but what would I love to do? I I love doing. I I love doing what you're doing right now. I love. I not not in the sense of like podcasting and stuff, but I love videography. I love messing with the computer and messing with different graphics and stuff. I love camera time and things like that. And I love I love showing people what I'm doing with my life. And that's how me and my wife came up with this travel blog. Mm-hmm. That we're gonna do travel blog and vlog that we're gonna do now. We're kind of waiting on the baby to do it, but then at the same time, that goes against what I've been reading too, because they say you're always gonna look the next step to when you're gonna do it. There's never a right time. 
It's like losing weight. There's never a right time. That's decide. how it was for me with podcasts. And yeah. it's like, I mean, I can wait and come out with this cute little rollout, but yeah. shit, am I going to be there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing. Is it going to be another opportunity for another cute rollout? Yeah. And and that's, that's you, you, there's never a right time to start. There's the, the time to start is always right now because now is the only time you're going to have to start it. Because mm-hmm. if you say, oh, I'm starting about a month or so, I don't have all the equipment I want. I'm not, the camera pictures doesn't look as good. But yeah. people, pe- pe- it's a podcast. People are people interested in People love seeing that progress yes. too. You, yeah. if, you, if you look at my earlier videos, they were trash. And now I'm getting better and better every, every week. Every time, man. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what ends up happening. That's why... That's why that's why I wanted to come on the show because I, I I like I like what you're trying to do I I, I like what you're like I, I I don't support a lot of people in a sense because mm-hmm. because it's uh, how could I say it I think it cut off oh yeah it's good okay I I, I think I, I don't trust a lot of people in it because you know I got to make sure that this is what they want to do it's the same thing like people get mad at me because they tell me hey go on iTunes and buy my music yeah and I'm like no. <laughs> what am I going here? That's just, what I'm going here and buy your music. If if I, I've never gotten I've I've never gotten it why people sell their music to people that don't know them. Yeah, like because the only people that are going to buy your music are people that are friends with you. So why why not? If this is something, if rapping is something that you're passionate about, why not give it for just for right now? Give it out. Let people hear you. If people like you, they're going to gravitate towards you. They're going to continuously listen to you. You're going to continuously get more and more views, more and more, more and more likes, more and more, uh, like, uh, you know, how could I say it? More and more popularity from these people. But if you, I, I just, I can't, I, I can't do it. Cause I, I, I'm not saying I'm throwing away money and people buy it and look at it as no, you're not supporting it. No, I, I feel like you're not supporting yourself because you want me to support you by giving you a dollar for your music. What why why not just say look man look here's my get do the old things here's my mixtape putting out a mixtape because anything that you put money into anything you want to get money out of you got to put money into so here's my mixtape listen to it send your mixtape out get it out go do some shows do these different things and then once you get a following and you see all these people start listening to your stuff then you can try to go to the next level but I feel like people nowadays. They try to skip that first level like you're doing right now. Nobody's paying you to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not paying you to be on your show. You're doing this for free. I feel the same way. I feel like uh, a lot of people go for the home run off rip. Yes. Why? And there's nothing wrong with the basic. It's, it's the basic <laughs> stuff. Like when I was rapping, I didn't, I, I ain't charge anything. I was I was over there handing, hey, man, go listen to my song. Go listen to this. And now it's like people are like, hey, man, my song's on iTunes. Go buy my mixtape on iTunes for nine ninety nine. No, that's ten dollars. I don't even know how you sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm pay ten. Are you you, you gonna Are you gonna go with just a, a rapper that you don't know about? Are you just gonna go say, yeah, let me let me pay this ten dollars. I just want to see how his songs sound. No, you put it out. You get out as much as you can. You get mixtape. You go buy some blank CDs. You go pay Networking money to too. put the stuff on the CDs, and you go hand these different CDs out. You just hand them out like people at the gas station. Hey man, you want to? Wanna... Yeah, I listen to your mixtape. Uh, it's five dollars. Nah, what? I don't even know you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I hate that too, dog. And that's and that's 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 why, man. Like I want to support a lot of people, man. I just 
I just don't support the way they're going at it. Like that's yeah. like I said, that's why I like I like your podcast and stuff, man. Because you're not right now. You're not in it for the money. Mm-hmm. You're not in this for you're in it because you like doing this every single time you do it. Because you're not getting paid to do this at all. Yeah. And th- those are the, the people who do something that they don't want to get paid with are the people that really love what they're doing. And I tell my kids that all the time at school. I say. I know, I know you got people in here telling you, hey, go be a doctor, go be a psychologist, go be a, a you know, respiratory therapist and all these different things. I mean, and I tell them in class, I'm like, look, man, find out what you love to do, no matter how much money it make. And you don't mind going to it every day. Because the worst thing you could do, if money made everybody happy, you wouldn't have all these celebrities overdosing and killing themselves and doing things like that. So, and you know, it took me a long time to learn that right there, what you just said. Cause I chased money for the longest time, like since I was young, I chased money. And uh, when I finally had like my first business fail, I figured it out. I was like, well, I call it a failure. Most people don't, but I do. And um, I figured it out. I was like, you know what? I have to start doing things I'm passionate about. Yes. Just going and shoot. Even this cleaning business I got now, I realized like this isn't your passion. You're chasing money again. Mm. And 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 I'm I'm not in people. And people get mixed up on like, yeah, but if you don't make enough money, you don't make enough money, you you can't do what you want to do. That's fine. But would you rather be able to do what you want to do once or twice every year or do what you want to do every single five days a week for the rest of your life? Exactly. And so and so that's that's why like people you you see these people who who hate their jobs. They hate getting up, but they do nothing about it. Because at the end of the day, complacency complacency and and you ask yourself you always ask yourself why is it so hard to do the little things and like uh, why bro that makes me think also about the american dream i tell people all the time when i hear the the american dream it sounds like a nightmare to me yeah like like think about the early american dream like the 50s it was these factory workers mm-hmm. and you know they went to work for 20 years they got their dream house after working 10 years they had kids they paid for the kids to go to college and then they died yeah like that's not a dream. <laughs> see, but see, but you, you you have to take the aspects too, though, because you have to take you have to take in consideration what time we were in at the same time. These correct, people, that, correct, correct, because a, a dream back then is not the same dream we have now. Because a dream, those people who were working in those factories in the forties and the thirties and stuff like that, they were in poverty before. So their their dream was to get out of poverty. So although correct. they may have worked themselves to death, they were able to do what their parents weren't were able to do. See that that's just like anything else. You can you you can you can't see when when you're 18, 19 years old, you the majority of the people can't like we our parents weren't making two hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars each a year or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't make a hundred thousand dollars put together. And so we can't see the same dream as somebody a an eighteen year old whose parents was a multimillionaire. Correct. We can't see those same dreams. So our dreams might be to make Two hundred thousand dollars a year, hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Where theirs is to make become a multimillionaire more than their father was. I just and don't so, want to have a cap on my dream, huh? I don't want to have a cap and, on my and dream, and that's what I was gonna get to. And so yeah. that's that's where people, and that's when you chase caps come when you chase money. It always comes when you chase money. It doesn't come at any other point because if you weren't chasing money, what other cap do you have? You want to be a podcast? You want to be the best podcast person there is? Mm-hmm. How do you get to that? And success is, is 
basically limitless. <laughs> you, you, when are when you, you chase after that? Yeah. When, when when are you known as the best podcast? Is this magazine that says you're the best podcast? Yeah. Was it these people that say, "Oh, no, you you don't know"? So you there's it's a no, fight every day. There's a fight every day to be better than this person next to you. But if you say, oh, "I I want to get to two and then stand stand at the top too. Yeah, and it just becomes it becomes. It becomes something that you're continuously fighting for. But when you say, oh, what you want to do? I want to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. You get to a millionaire, now what do you want to do? Then you become complacent. You want to get another now million? You lose that million dollars. Yeah. Because you just became complacent in what you're doing. And I'm not saying this because you know, people look at, oh, you're just a teacher. You don't, But I'm doing what I like to do, though. That's the big difference. A lot of people can't say that. A lot of people can't say that every day they wake up and they go to their job. It's a job that they want to go to. They, they, and that's, and I think to me, I think that the the American dream to me has nothing to do with money or anything. The American dream is that you can come somewhere, like America, and do what you want to do. Yes, that makes you happy. That's my whole point about that's, it. That's that's what that is. You can do whatever you want to do to make you happy because other nations they can't. Yeah, they can't do it. And that's and that's why you know I. I know people get on the topic of Kaepernick kneeling for the for the for the things like that, and now I, I I would never I would never be the one to you know you see the pictures of the people burning the American flag and throwing the flag out there and stumping on the flag. I'm not gonna do that. And people are like, oh, we're not we're not Americans. We're we're at no. I'm an American. I was born I wasn't born in Africa. I mean, yeah. my ancestors were, but my 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 ancestors that came to America didn't fight this hard for me to come here and go. Oh nope, I'm from out. No, they fought this hard because they actually they built this city just as much as anybody else did. So for me to just say, oh, they they did all that fighting from from the freedom riders, from slavery to get out of slavery, to go through Jim Crow law, to leave Jim Crow law, and still go with the racism in the '70s in Harlem and all that, and all of the drugs and stuff like that, things like that. For me to just come out here and go, nah, this ain't my country. Yeah. Like, no, no, this is my country. <laughs> this is exactly. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. So, and back to when when I talk about Kaepernick kneeling for the thing is, it's it's his country too. He can do whatever he wants to do. See, and it goes back to what we said before: is people see people are so opinionated that they believe everything somebody does is wrong. Kaepernick did what he did, all in the sense of freedom of speech, all in the sense of our amendments. He didn't, he didn't, dis, he didn't undo any amendments, didn't go against them or anything. But the problem is, is that people see their point of view and their thing, and then they don't look deeper into it to see what it was really about. Mm -hmm. And the only thing they see is he's he's kneeling kneeling for the flag. He's disrespecting the American that fought for this flag. No, he's. How many times does somebody have to come out and say, I'm not disrespecting anybody? If I'm it's not, not on their front porch, they Marines. don't care. I love my Marines. I mean, he says multiple times, this is not a, he called, he called a military person and spoke to him and the guy said, look, you can kneel, but still put your hand over your heart so that you're still, and what did he start doing? Started taking a knee. He stopped sitting down. He started taking a knee and doing what? Putting his hand over his heart just like this. Mm -hmm. Or he just took a knee and didn't sit down. But it's it all goes back to opinions, man. That's that's all that's messed up, and that's that's the only thing that's wrong with the world right now is that people can't accept other people. And too and, it, and too many people that don't matter have have a platform to voice their opinions. <laughs> well, well, you you know, I think I, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm close. I think they said like five percent of the population in the world owns like eighty five percent of the nation's income. It's somewhere around those numbers. 
Like mm-hmm. 5% of the people, and I don't even think it's 5%. I think it's less than that on that much of the world's income. And so it just, you know, we're just small fishing, fishing a pond, really, man. I mean, we, we can, you can either sit there and mope around and go, oh, I don't, you know, I can't do that. Or you can just say, look, I'm just going to make the best of what I can do. I'm going to go out there and do what I got to do every day to get to where I want to be. And it's simple as that. You got people who are struggling every day. Some people who are fine just having a nine to five that they hate going to work instead of doing finding out what they like to do, go to school for it part time, go have, you know, online, graduate from that school and start doing something that they like to do, whether it's a community college or whether you want to be a welder or whether you want it doesn't matter what you want to do. But if you don't want to do what you're doing, it's your fault. That's how you got to look at it. Mm-hmm. I almost bought a shirt one time. The shirt, it was from a, um, it's, it's from a, a YouTube video of an inspirational speaker. I forgot what his name is. I keep forgetting all these people, but it said <laughs> his shirt said, it's my fault. Because once accountability. you accountability. Yeah. Because you, when you start worrying about everybody else's, what they doing to hinder you, you start looking at stuff that you can't control. There's nothing you can control that that person does. The only things you can control are the things that you do. Yeah. And once you start looking at, Oh, I'm black. I can't, you know, they're going to get the job before me. You know, I didn't get the job because I'm black or this, this, and that, that might be true. It possibly could be, but what are you going to do about it? He didn't hire you. Because Just you were sit and black. be a victim. Yeah. What are you going to do? He he didn't hire you because you were black. He didn't hire you because you were Mexican or, or, you know, Asian. He didn't hire you because of that. What, how can you, what are you going to do about that? Only thing you can, you got two choices. You can say, all right, and go to the next one and find another interview with that, you know, with the same thing that you want to do. Or you can just go home and go back to your nine to five that you don't like doing and just, just say, oh, I didn't get it because because I'm black. And like I said, the hardest, the hardest things about excuses is that they're valid. Every excuse is valid. Every single one you make. And that's the hardest part about not following them. Because I'm not big on excuses, though, bro. Yeah, and, I and, hate and, them. Yeah, they, a lot of people, a lot of people don't though, because they're they every excuse it's you a make, crutch. it's a crutch, but it's a it's a good crutch. <laughs> it's 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 real. Everything if if you didn't make you didn't get hired because you were black, that's a fact. If that's a fact, and that's an excuse, but it's still a factual excuse. Yeah, it's, it has every point that you made is valid. And that's the hardest part about excuses. If excuses were always false, then people would be looking at excuses like, man, you're just, you're lying. But when you tell somebody something happened to you, I didn't get there because of this. It's like saying, hey, I didn't get to work because I got a flat tire. Well, why are you leaving to go to work so late? Yeah. You know, you got a flat tire. That's true. That's true. That is that is great. You That's a factual excuse. But... If you if, if if you're one of those people that want to be great and you get to work, you're trying to get to work 30 minutes early, 45 minutes early to get started on your day because you want to move up. You want you want your boss to say, "Hey, this guy is working at a magnitude that nobody else is touching. Nobody's touching this guy. He's in work here before everybody. He's the first one here. He's the last one to leave. He's putting in work. When he says he's doing something, he's doing something." If you have that attitude and you're leaving and going, and I'm just using that as an example, you get that flat tire. You, hey, let me hurry up, change this tire, and get to work. Now that that's just an excuse, and that's a broad excuse. People can say, "Oh, that's." You know. I think I think the number one excuse is uh, I can't chase after my dreams and my passions because I have a kid. 
I think that's the number one. No, see, the the only thing I can't speak on that because I don't have a kid yet, and I I don't I don't know how people I don't know how a kid affects your mom because I think a lot of things play into that role because you look at you being the authority. I'm saying though, on things like that, the uh, do you necessarily have to go through a fire pit to know that fire burns you? Uh, how can I say it? Sometimes. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. I know fire is hot. I'm not getting in that pit. No, I'm, I'm saying sometimes I like. I'm not saying all the times, but I think sometimes you you don't you you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like like you say about the kids situation. There there's a there's a there's a there's a a thought pattern that you know like my mind has already changed and I haven't even had a kid yet. Like I started thinking like like I, I used to like I used to. How can I say I used to spend money recklessly? I mean, that kind of helped with my wife. She kind of helped me settle that. A oh, bit. so she's the uh, she's yeah. the one that's financially she, she, savvy. She, she's the financial savvy person. Yeah, but but I used to also like I used to think about like what I want to do and things like that. And and right when I got right when she got pregnant and like three four three months into it, I was just like my mind changed and I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta. I gotta find something, cause you know I want like my mind state changed. I was like, I want to, I want my son. You know, I don't want to judge people. I want my son to see me as a, it's the best person as I can be, mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, that person that might be saying I can't chase my dreams because I have a kid, it might be in a sense of them feeling like if I chase my dreams, I'm gonna have to lose this job to chase my dreams, and then I'm putting my kids at risk for that. And it becomes a tough question. It, it becomes a, do I chase my dreams and Risking my kids' financial future, or but, do I risk my or do I? And and then you have that question of: Is a parent supposed to give up everything for their kids? And it's a tough question. I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think that's what me and Jazz have always said. We said we're gonna try to do everything that we're still doing while we have kids and let our kids be with us on that journey. Like we don't want to stop traveling because we had a kid or two or three. We want our kids to experience all of that stuff with us because that's our dream. Is to like my dream is I'm not gonna lie to you I I like I don't I think money is not important but I do want to make money doing what I love to do mm-hmm. I want I want to make a big enough blog that people can because our our blog is gonna be called a mixed family travelers and it's not just gonna be a blog about traveling it's gonna be a blog about understanding the different cultures that me and her have at the same time as us traveling with our family and everything. I want people to gravitate towards and get enough views to where we can get sponsorships and do stuff like that. And then I can make enough money to grab my mom and my dad and say, Hey, let's, 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 let's go over to Italy. Yeah. Let's, let's go over to France one time. Y'all haven't been out of the, that far over the state. Let's go. And that's, that's my dream is to, is to, is to do something that I love and make money doing it in the sense that I can, let get my mom and my dad or my family, my nieces and Jazz's Jazz's family and stuff and just, hey y'all, let's go here. I got it. Mm-hmm. That's my dream. And so that's it it all That's exactly what I work hard for too though, bro. Yeah. I told you I just came back from Mexico and my trip was amazing. And I was like, I gotta go I gotta go back to Germany now. Mm-hmm. I gotta get out. I gotta get out this country. Yeah. I gotta start seeing other things. Yeah, man. Because that's one thing it does. Like when you come back from traveling, bro, it opens your mind so much and makes you feel so much better. And and you just get out that box that you was comfortable in. Man, I just went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. I didn't even go out of state. Yeah, and that blew my mind on the sense of how different people are, how different things are, and how different people even look, act, 
all of this different stuff and you get and you get out of the because to be honest with you man when i was 15 16 if you would have asked me where i would have been at in 20 years i would probably still living in africa yeah like probably still and 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 i think and i'm, I'm not going to say my family's like that because my family actually like my dad and my mom if they go places and things like that but you have a lot of people that you grow up in a small area and you don't you don't leave i have i have like how can i say that i have I know people where I teach at right now, kids that haven't been out of Florida and they're about to turn 15, 16. They haven't left the state of Florida. Uh, I mean, you can go deeper than that. I have friends that that's never left Augusta, Georgia. And it's, like never. And, and it's it's crazy, man. It's And that's, that's, why, that's why I think people talk about our generation in the sense of like, oh, you know, we're the, we're the generation that really doesn't, you know, we... We cry about stuff and we want stuff that isn't ours that we haven't worked for. And, and we, it's, it's true. And we it leave, is true. We leave all, all traditional things alone yes. and try to create our own traditions. It's, and it's, <laughs> it's true. But the difference is, is that the minds of kids these days are much more open than the mind of kids 10, 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. They're much more open. These kids know and see more stuff than those people have ever seen. Entrepreneurship is at an all time high because of that. Like, yes. like twenty years ago, you wouldn't have made the statement you just made a, a, a about wanting to vlog. Yeah, and I, no. I think that's an amazing idea. I think you should definitely go after that. Also, yeah, it's it's it's, and that's I think I think people people understand the worst thing and to me. I think the worst and this like like I and this isn't mine because I tell my mom and my dad and my sisters what we want to do and my mom and my dad and sisters and stuff are on board like with the travel vlog. I've already told them they were like, yeah, that's. They, my mom really didn't understand it, my dad because they didn't know what a blog was and I had to explain it to them. Mm -hmm. But they were like, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. But I can say from the most people that I hear and people I talk to, the family's family is the number one killer of dreams. And that's and it's so true because the family has more pull on you than anybody else. That's true. And if you go tell I mean, how how many times do you think a kid has told their mom? Or dad, when they're like 15, say, I want to be a doctor. And their mom and dad's like, no, nah, you need to reach for something lower than that. Yeah. You know probably, what I mean? It probably so, happens. Yeah. And so, and now this kid is the person that has raised them and know them better than anybody else, almost know them better than they know themselves, just told them that they don't believe they can be a doctor. Or what, That's what, a dream killer, too. What, th think about this. Now, think about us in high school. I think I would react in a different way right now. What if one of your homeboys came up to you in high school? You're not, you don't have the same path of thinking that you have right now. And he said... Yeah, man, I want to be the I want to be the the first, I want to be the a, the president of the United States. You be like, boy, if you don't get out of here with that, <laughs> and so and, and it's and it's because, but you go you you go over to to like Berkeley, California, or somewhere up with these nice neighborhoods and these these families that but are you know, upper though, bro, echelon. That's like that's like a deeper topic because it's one of those things where it's like uh, you just can't let people into your dreams and know your every moves because they will shoot them down and I did no, I deal with that all the time like especially me having a podcast now my podcast isn't even over the top yet it's 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 doing it's doing I ain't gonna lie I'm not a bragger but it's doing pretty good for for a start yeah. but I have friends that's close to me that tell me your podcast is trash I don't know why you keep doing that stupid shit and I'm like bro I understand why you feel that way cuz it's not for you like yeah. I, I just told somebody when I was in Mexico, I was like, um, uh, I don't think my podcast is for people that don't read books, or don't. I wouldn't even say read books. I would say open minded. Yeah, 
And, Most definitely. And, see, but if 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 I were you too, man, and I you need to I, I know this is a small business and stuff, man, but you need to get some cards. Yeah, I got cards. Yeah, you get get cards. Make sure when you go to Mexico, you toss yeah. them things I out, out, man. I pass out a couple. Yeah, and and just and just go ahead because I can tell you one thing, man. I just I listen to podcasts all day. When I drive, I download them. Mm-hmm. And then I just listen to them while I drive. Now, most of the time I'm listening to a history podcast or like learning about different wars and learning about old politics and stuff like that, because yeah. that's mostly what I'm, I'm interested in that stuff. But I, sometimes you get tired of that and you just want to listen to a laid back. That's why I like yours. I save yours mm-hmm. and I'll listen to it while I'm driving. I don't like when you first pop them out, I don't listen to it then because I'm like, I like listening because I got to drive seven hours to Augusta sometimes yeah. or four hours to front of Nina Beach to see Jazz's parents and I like having something to listen to. That's what I do too. That's when I listen to Rogan's podcast. Uh-huh. And so uh, you're talking about- uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I listen to Joe Rogan all the time too. Yeah. But but it's, I mean, man, it's, it's something that people don't understand, man. It's having your own dream and wanting to go for it it's something that's I, I don't think nothing matches it in the world. Oh, it I, doesn't. I don't think nothing can. And see, I was lucky. Uh, you was talking about family. Um, I was lucky that my mom actually is an entrepreneur, so she understands everything I go through, everything mm-hmm. I do. When I told her about the podcast thing, uh, like you said, when you when you told your people about the vlog, yeah. she had no idea what it was. Like most people, um, honestly, she didn't know what it was for months. She came to visit me, and I and I told her I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, put you on my podcast because I got something planned for Mother's Day. I'm gonna make a Mother's Day podcast." But you know, this was all the way in like February. She yeah, still you, didn't know what you it was. Just began, kind of didn't. Yeah, and uh, I had I already had that plan though. I was like, "Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna do that for Mother's Day. That uh, that one's gonna do good." And um, she didn't know what it was. She got in town. I showed her like the whole setup because I got an office in my condo, uh-huh. and in my office I got a whole little setup just like this right here, what we're in right now. And uh, I, I took her in there, and she was like, oh, so this is what you do? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. And, like, she even went out her way. Uh, She actually brought me that camera right there. <laughs> like, when she seen it, she was like, oh, yeah, I like this. This is this is cool. So that, and that's that's and that's that's why I told you. Remember I told you I said me and Jazz are going to start our vlog when we have a kid. Uh-huh. The reason why, and, and this this is what everybody say, you can, the reason why I said that is because we, we don't have, we don't have, a camera yet we don't have a computer yet we don't have all this stuff but then when you look at it i'm like but why does that stop stop us from starting bro i can i can give you that i can definitely help you with that vlog thing too like for cheap Mm -hmm. like i'm talking about i know everything that you can do for cheap like first thing first make sure you get a gopro when I was in Mexico, got you got, got one. Oh, one. see, you already good. I got the new one. GoPro, gimbal. That's all you need. When I was in Mexico, I was so jealous. I was uh, riding the ATVs, and the guy in front of me, he had a GoPro on top of his helmet. Yeah, I got the, I I got got the so chest jealous, one. Dog. I got the thing that go on your head. I got yes. the thing that uh, that clips onto your book bag. And we we bought we actually bought that because we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. Uh-huh. We bought the whole the whole set, the thing that lets you go deep, deep underwater and stuff. How much was it? The GoPro is about four hundred dollars. Okay, I know. I know the one I was looking at was like a hundred dollars. I just want the one that just uh, it can you know attach to your helmet or uh, attach to your uh your chest. See, I think that we bought the the five the the five one. See, and the reason why we got the five ones is because it it stops the little the shaking of the camera. Yeah. It keeps it stabilized. Keeps it stable. It stabilizes the whole mm-hmm. video shooting. We knew that we would be like going going uh like we went scuba diving. We went snorkeling. We went uh, 
we went on all these different hikes up these mountains and not mountains, but like these different trails in Hawaii and stuff. We knew we'd be running and walking in the camera and we wanted good videos and stuff. So it just, it, 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 it's a good, it's a good buy. I can say that. I, I like the GoPro a lot. And I, I think, I think the reason, the reason why, like I'm going to, I haven't told her yet, but I think I'm going to start today. I think the first vlog video we're going to have is the video that we're going to have today when we uh, do the fireworks to see what, what our kid is going to be and things like that. And like, I know we, right now we're kind of, we're, we're, uh, we're not trying to spend as much money or anything. And that's really why we haven't been traveling that much, but we can still make videos and, and understand, you know, just start off really small. And then once we figure, Hey, let's go ahead and get this stuff. Then you start doing bigger things and bigger things and bigger things. Like Man, that. I tell, I tell people all the time when they ask me about podcasting or, or YouTube channels or anything like that, bro, it's a lot cheaper than people think. It is. Yeah. For, for me personally though, I spent a lot of money because I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you have someone like me, you can talk to and you can call. I'll tell anybody if you want to start vlogging, the number one thing that 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 you need for vlogging is a cell phone. If you have a cell yeah. phone and you already have a cell phone, uh huh. Take your cell phone, buy a four dollar selfie stick, boom, vlog footage. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it shows you good need. camera. You can even uh-huh. you, you can you can even uh, like edit, do all that stuff on your, on phone, your phone, put different video, music in the background. All you can do all yep. of that. They on. got apps and everything yes. nowadays. It's they got so it all, easy. and that's that's why I said I was gonna, I was, I was, I was actually gonna start today. Like to today, I was gonna get me and Jazz. We're gonna sit down. I was gonna, I got a stand for my phone, mm-hmm. and um, we're just gonna sit there and we're gonna talk about like how excited we are about the baby, this, this, that, and this is our first video, things like that. And then put the baby picture on there, all of that stuff, video, the whole family and stuff like that. But if you need any help, I got you. Cause you know, that's what I do. Yeah, man. I do I was, videography and stuff. Yeah. I might tell you to slide by and get some videos. I get can. some to eat too. I take pictures and everything. Get some to eat. Yeah. That's all I need. Some food. Yeah, man. We, my mom, man, we cooking hot dogs, hamburgers, sausage, chicken oh, strips, yeah. baked beans, See, that's all I need. I'm is some I'll, food. Give you a, I'll give you a call right when I leave here. All right. But but that's that's the most important thing in life, man. And I think people don't understand that. That's why that's why I could never like I I I still like and and I know people. I, I don't understand people's problems and stuff, but I don't see how people sell drugs. Like, cause it and it and it's, I think it's just a dream thing of mine in the sense like. No matter what you do when you sell drugs, your mission is to either a gain a lot of power, which which again power is power is a how could you say a cap? You you can have a cap on that, correct? Or gain a lot of money, which is a cap on that. So so that's you, a funny topic, bro. It's it's and and like I said, I, I I know the struggles of people, and sometimes people are so caught up in it, like they're caught in a situation where they don't have any choice but to do it. And I think. I don't think lawmakers and politicians and people who have either A, have never ran into somebody with that problem or B, have never been incorporated in that problem. They don't understand. They feel like, oh, if you're selling drugs, you're doing it because you're a bad person and you want... No, sometimes if if if, if I'm in a situation... Now, I, I think differently. If I'm in a situation and my kids are in need, I'm going to go get three jobs. Yeah, correct. I'm gonna go work three jobs, but everybody doesn't. Me too, have though. It. I'm right there with but, you. But but it's just it's just like so, and this is what I say: you can make a law about people 
you know, like a law like No Child Left Behind and stuff where you feel like these people aren't learning as fast or they started off slow, their curve is slower because of the place where they came from. It's the same thing about a mind state. Everybody's not open-minded. Everybody can't think ahead in the future. Everybody can't think that way. So when they think about, hey, I got to do something for my family. What's the best, what's the fastest way that I can get my kids? Bro, it's money? so many It's so many layers to the drug thing. Yes. But like my biggest issue with it, the reason why... I, I could I could never do it. You know, of course when you're young, you nickel and dime and do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. I was one of them kids. But now that I'm grown, ain't no way in hell I can do it, dog. Because uh my biggest thing is like when it comes to drugs, is like there's only like one or two people at the top. There's only like a handful of people in the middle. And then everybody the, else is just underneath not making no money. They're not paying no taxes, they're not getting nowhere. And it's not even that. Sooner or later you're gonna get big enough. Or you're gonna get to a point if where if. you got if you get big enough where you're gonna have to do something that you don't want to do, or somebody else is gonna want your position. They're gonna do whatever possible. Now I refuse to saying, go my whole it, entire think life. Think about it from like from like the people the people. I'm not gonna say that you know, but just the people in general yeah. that that sell Making drugs. Twenty dollars, like, forty dollars a day, twenty dollars a week, and then yeah, the person that like, they got it from anywhere is making. From it. A hundred thousand dollars a month, or something. Not like even that. that. The person that they got it from is probably making like two thousand a month. Yeah. The person they got it from is making like double that, 000. or four. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, man, that's that's why. And I, I like. I'm like you, man. I want to be. I want to be the person in control. That's that's why I love teaching. But if 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 I could, it's like if I could get this blog thing working, I would much rather that to happen because. I could like when you can. I can like I said. I love teaching. I could do teaching for the rest of my life. That's why it's. It's not a problem, but it's also a handicap for me. But you also want to do uh, inspirational speaking, right? Yeah. Well, I, I've i had a couple of people tell me like to get into it. I, I don't know if that's for me because I, I'm not the, how could I say it? I like listening to it. I think I could do it. I just, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm not sure. I like making people, like my, I like making people feel good and stuff like that, man. But I like doing it on my own terms. Like I like people to come, like if I made a blog, they come watch a video of the blog and they're just like, oh, I want to do that. Or I want to go there. Like is this family called the Bucket List family. I don't know if you ever heard of them. But mm -hmm. uh, I was going to ask you what vloggers do you watch? Yeah, I watched the Bucket List family. It's a family. They, they in the beginning, they sold their house, their cars, sold everything. And they had two kids. And they just went on the road and started traveling. They traveled everywhere. They traveled, I think it was like, 50 countries in 50 weeks or something like that or a hundred something like that uh you got to go look it up i forgot exactly where where all they went but they were going everywhere that's man. crazy i want to yeah um, and I so look and so now, now don't get me wrong he like he sold like him and his partner sold some stuff like they, stock shares and everything. no no like they created something and they sold it to snapchat and they made 50 million dollars i think they split it up between them so oh, they, okay, okay but they they never touched that though and then next thing you know, they started like they started getting sponsorships from GoPro, sponsorships from Airbnb, sponsorships from all these people and airline and stuff like that. And they stopped they 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 were making money off of that. See, but although I would love that, I don't think I, I think I think what people mess up mess up doing is that it's a difference from trying to be like somebody and trying to grow from somebody. Like you see their ideas and you're like, I like that idea. I want to see what they're doing. And I want to incorporate that idea or that mentality in mine. And I think what they mess up at is they, they instead of them trying to grow from that person, they want to be just like that person. 
And then when you're trying to be just like somebody, you go back to what we said, which is cap. When you become that person, you become just like that person, then where do you have to grow? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at their channel now. They got a really good channel. Yeah, but I'm right there with you, bro. Um, I actually had somebody, when I first started podcasting, I told them my idea for the podcast, and I was like, I kind of want to be like the black Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And they kind of told me like, well, they didn't say nothing. They was just like, oh, yeah, you know, that'll be good, whatever we do. But they got back on their podcast, and... <laughs> kind of spoke on our conversation and they yeah. was like they was like yeah i had a guy tell me uh he wanted to be like joe rogan or whatever and i'm like why can't you just be yourself yeah but see my thing is of course i'm going to be myself but everybody has that one person they look up to like i, I played basketball because of Allen iverson mm -hmm. like everybody you know has to like look at something to get some kind of inspiration from it yeah and and I, I, I'll I'll give you and I'll I'll give you the two types right now and somebody like Kadarius to get mad at me for saying this but you have three basketball players you have Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant LeBron James <laughs> yeah which one of those players out of those two last ones are just like Michael Jordan uh Kobe will Kobe ever be better than Michael Jordan no no he won't not even because close every if you look at Kobe shoot you look at everything he does it's, it looks as if it looks as if he he's duplicated him. it. Yeah. But you look at LeBron plays totally differently. Now, I'm a I'm a Jordan fan. I think Jordan's the best player of all time. And that's up for discussion. I'm an open-minded person. I I totally believe that LeBron James has all the accolades and all the stats and everything else for somebody to argue me that down. You know that's my favorite player. But, yeah, I know it is. <laughs> and so and so I, I don't LeBron James looked up to Michael Jordan. He wore 23, but he wanted to be like Michael Jordan, but be itself at the same time, like you said. Like, right now, I like the Bucket List family. Would I love for Men Jazz to get as much exposure as the Bucket List family? I would love that to happen. That would be amazing. It would be simply amazing to get to that level. But I don't want to be them. Because I think I think what my main cause of it and Jazz's is, too, is to, to open minds up. Because you, you want people to see, like... Because people don't see mixed families that much doing stuff together and seeing how their everyday goes. Like it won't our main focus of the blog isn't just traveling. That's why in the beginning it says the mixed family traveler. So it'll be distant it'll be differences of like you seeing my family at Thanksgiving and seeing how we do stuff, seeing how my culture and my stuff do stuff and then that'll be really good then, footage yeah, too. And then and then go to her family in December for Christmas and see how their family and like does their holidays and stuff like that. And then talk about it and discuss it and show the difference and then talk about the difference and show them what my family does in December was differently and things like that. Just so people can grasp like the different cultures. And it's like we said in the beginning, that's the problem with the world is that people either a, they don't know enough about a different culture or B they don't, want to know about the culture they just are stuck in their ways and they don't want to change it but if it's proof in the pudding then there's nothing that you can say about it really yeah that's a good idea bro i told you i'm gonna be there to support but uh to end the sports topic who you got for the finals the raptors up 3-1 you know i'm an underdog person so i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go with, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the uh, i'm gonna go with the raptors but i think the golden state are taking to at least six games I think I think the Raptors taking them out next game. I think their morale is just shot out. They have nothing else left to give. I think it's over with, bro. Possibly, it's a possibility. I think so, and I it think is. it's crazy because now everybody's gonna put Kawhi over KD. And the uh, the only reason the only reason I can say that is a 
like I don't agree with it is because I always go back to that three one deficit they were or two what were they down against the uh against the Thunder with KD and uh huh it was three one and so that's that's the like I've I've seen it happen you, you with the exact seen, same players they had now I've seen them losing them come but it happened to them but I've also, also seen, seen LeBron do it too though yeah and so I've I've seen like so me I don't think they're sh- I think they're shook in the sense of like we're down three one. Can't believe we're down three one, but I don't think they're gonna go out there. I think, I, I think they're gonna come out there and have the best shooting Bruh, game they've had all series. Down down three one, you have to take it one game at a time, like yeah. LeBron did. Yeah, LeBron came out in that game five and was like, "Hey guys, we just we got to take it one game at a time." Yeah, they got Draymond suspended for game six. It was like, "Hey y'all know we got this one." <laughs> they took game six and then took it to the game seven. See, and, and that's what, see, but if you go look back at that Thunder Warriors, man, they came out and shot better than, it's like, it's like they were like focused. Uh-huh. It's, they came out and they shot like better than they had shot all season. I think that's, like I said, I think. That was probably their best performances, those those three games in a row. And and I, I and I think people, like people saw that last game and they went, oh, they drunk. Well, you got to remember, Clay Thompson, I still think he was a little hurt too. Yeah. They get these three extra days of rest before the next game. I I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna win this game coming, and I think the sixth game is gonna be a close one. But I think the Raptors are gonna pull it out. In Oracle. Well, the people already know who won by the time they hear this because I put out my podcast on Tuesdays. But I'm still going with my prediction that they're gonna lose this next one. I'm going with that one. Dog. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's my hot take, bro. Uh, but if uh if the Raptors do end up winning this championship, you think Kawhi stays or nope. he leaves? Think he's gone. That's and what all analysts I, are saying too. Well, saying he's I just, gone I just say he's gone because Kawhi is not. If it was somebody like, if it was LeBron, I would think LeBron would stay. If it was, if it was Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant took that Raptors team to the championship, I think he would stay. But Kawhi's just different. You know what? And and that makes me think. Um, earlier, I was going to ask you about happiness and like what you view happiness as. Kawhi seems like one of them people that that you know. Uh, probably has a different view of happiness. Also, yeah, like a lot of money doesn't doesn't seem like it's everything to Kawhi. It doesn't. He's I chasing think, something that none of us know too. I, I think he's just trying to get home. Yeah, Personally, I think he's just trying to get closer because he's a homebody. He feels like that. Like I I, I saw I saw I saw a, a, a meme that said that Kawhi's Kawhi looks like one of those people whose family doesn't even know he's an NBA star. He just walks out every morning and say, hey, "I'll be back. I got to go to work." Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I see it the same way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bro, um, I appreciate you uh coming to do this podcast, dog. We definitely got to do this again, especially yeah, we'll after you have your baby and uh uh-huh. you start this vlog. Yeah. We definitely got to do a little collab. Yeah, I got man. a I got a good vlog coming too. I went to um before I went to Mexico, I went to Jacksonville and kicked it with Big King. So I'm gonna basically do like I'm gonna call it like a birthday vlog. Uh-huh. And um, so I'm gonna have. My trip to Jacksonville, and then right after that, I went to Mexico. So I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a good one coming. But yeah, man, another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man, with the guest Mike. Definitely gonna be a reoccurring guest, man. And we out.